0: Hey, guys, John and Rick will be back next week with a full episode of Powerhouse Politics. But in the meantime, please rate and review the show on the Apple podcast store and be sure to tell your friends about it. Now, here's ABC's Sherry Preston and Karen Travers with more on what happened in Washington this week. It was another tumultuous week for the Trump administration. It all got started when National Security Advisor Michael Flynn resigned after he admitted to misleading Vice President Pence about phone calls that he had conducted with the Russian ambassador before taking office. Then the president's pick for Labor Secretary Andrew Puzder, withdrew his name from consideration after being heavily scrutinized about his past. It all culminated with a wide-ranging news conference that lasted over an hour, where the president took questions on just about everything. ABC's Karen Travers was at the White House to cover all of it.
1: So, Sherry, this was remarkable. Usually press conferences, I mean, sometimes you'll you'll get an announcement, the president's going to hold a press conference in a few hours, and that sends everybody scrambling to get ready. But usually that comes from an email or word from the press team. Instead, the president himself announced this on Thursday. The pool, as they call it, the small group of reporters are inside the Roosevelt Room. The president's chatting with members of Congress, talking about an agenda. And then in the middle of it just throws out, oh, I'm going to have a press conference at 12 o'clock in the East Room. Do you guys want to come? And everybody said, yeah, of course we're going to be there. It was so uh, spur of the moment that even some of the junior press, press staff didn't know this was happening and couldn't give us any details as to how to set up. And But, you know, the president now has been in office for exactly four weeks. He's taken questions uh, during meter, meetings with world leaders, but he hasn't had this full-blown press conference like this. And Sherry, my takeaway from this was, he really enjoyed it. I mean, the headlines today are, well, it was rambling and it was a bit ranting and raving, but he seemed like he really liked sparring with the media. He had natural foils during the campaign and he hasn't had that in the four weeks in office. So this gave him, I thought, a boost of energy a bit to go after reporters.
0: You are absolutely right. It also was exactly what his base wanted him to do.
1: The tweets I'm getting from Trump supporters, it says it right, in their Twitter profile, they loved it. It was perfect. It was pitch perfect. He had the right message. And, you know, what they're telling me is he stuck it to the press and he stuck it to Washington. And that's why we elected him. And that's why we like him. So, you know, we always have to remember that the the cable news echo and the print reporter echo, all of that. That's Washington. That's New York. And we have to remember what it sounds like and how these types of things play out there in the rest of the country. And from what I was seeing, based on people sending me messages yesterday, the people that like Donald Trump love that press conference.
0: Now, let's take it from the other sense, not from the reporter standpoint. You're right about New York and Washington. Absolutely. From people who did not support Donald Trump, (laughs) they were horrified.
1: Horrified and sort of a, we told you so. This is exactly what we've been saying. He is incoherent. He doesn't have any policy agenda. He can't speak in detail. And then you can get into some of the controversies. You know, he had repeated questions posed to him about whether he could say that nobody on his campaign team had contacts with Russia.
2: Yes, John. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I just want to get you to clarify, because it's a very important point. Can you say definitively that nobody on your campaign had any contacts with the Russians during the campaign? And on the leaks, is it fake news or are these real leaks? Well, the leaks are real. You're the one that wrote about them and reported them. I mean, the leaks are real. You know what they said. You saw it. And the leaks are absolutely real. The The news is fake, because so much of the news is fake. So one thing that I felt it was very important to do, and I hope we can correct it, because there's nobody I have more respect for, well, maybe a little bit, but than reporters, than good reporters. It's very important to me, and especially in this position. It's very important. I don't mind bad stories. I I can handle a bad story better than anybody, as long as it's true. And, you know, over a course of time, I'll make mistakes, and you'll write badly, and I'm okay with that. But I'm not okay when it is fake. I mean, I watch CNN. It's so much anger and hatred and just the hatred. I don't watch it anymore because it's very good. He's saying, no, it's okay, Jim. It's okay, Jim. You'll have your chance. But I watch others, too. You're not the only one, so don't feel badly. But I think it should be straight. I think it should be. I think it would be, frankly, more interesting. I know how good everybody's ratings are right now, but I think that'd actually be I think that would actually be better. People, I mean, you have a lower approval rate than Congress. I think that's right. I don't know, Peter, is that one right? Because, you know, I think they have lower, I heard lower than Congress. But, honestly, the public would appreciate it. I'd appreciate it. Again, I don't mind bad stories when it's true. But we have an administration where the Democrats are making it very difficult, I think we're setting a record or close to a record in the time of approval of a cabinet. I mean, the numbers are crazy. When I'm looking, some of them had approved immediately. I'm going forever. And I still have a lot of people that we're waiting for. And that's all they're doing is delaying. And you look at Schumer and the mess that he's got over there, and they have nothing going. The only thing they can do is delay. And, you know, I think they'd be better served by you know approving and making sure that they're happy and everybody's good and sometimes i mean i know president obama lost 3 or 4 and you lose them on the way and that's okay that's fine but i think it would, i think they would be much better served john if they just went through the process quickly this is pure delay tactics And they say it, and everybody understands it. And the contacts with the the Russian, the the first part of my question, the contacts, can you definitively say that nobody... Well, I had nothing to do with it. I I have nothing to do with Russia. I told you,
1: I have no deals there. And he really didn't answer it. Eventually, he did say, as far as I know, nobody had those contacts. But I mean, it was just a very wishy-washy statement. And given that this has been bubbling for so many days, and he says... He's the one that announced this press conference. We didn't ambush him. You would think that there would be a very fine-tuned, almost legalese response uh, that the team had come up with so that the president could say, I answered this question. I'm never answering it again.
0: Exactly. And when you think about it now, we're not talking about the issues that we were talking about on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and even Thursday before the press conference, which was these contacts between Trump campaign officials and the Russians, between Mike Flynn and the Russian ambassador. We're not talking about the news conference. Might we see a news conference pop up when maybe press is not so great for the president in the future?
1: I would think so. I think the fact that A, he seemed like he was really enjoying it. B, he looks for his supporters and he really just seems to be speaking to his base these days. Uh, And to them, he looked decisive. He looked in charge, even if he wasn't talking about any tangible results or anything specific to announce. But I think We will see this more often. The word we got was that the president thought it went very well. Uh, Tomorrow, Saturday, he has this campaign rally in Orlando, Florida. And I think that combination, the one-two punch of a press conference where he can go after reporters and then speaking to adoring crowds of supporters, that's what Donald Trump likes. He doesn't like the briefings. He doesn't like all of the meetings. If the White House figures out a way to do those things every so often, I think that gives him the energy he needs. But otherwise, Sherry, I have to say, this is to, you know we're finishing out the fourth week uh, of this administration and. There, you can just sense it on staffers how exhausted people are. It has been a really long slog for four weeks, and they've been beaten down. They're very frustrated with the headlines and the fact that they can't get things done as quickly as they'd like to. So I think they're going to start looking for ways to give themselves a boost when they can.
0: And the same goes for White House Uh, press reporters, regardless of what the president (laughs) says, you guys are working very, very hard there. And uh, the rest of us uh, across the country want to say thank you. We appreciate it. (laughs) And enjoy your day off. Thank you. Our thanks to Sherry and Karen for that. And be sure to tune in next week for a new episode of Powerhouse Politics. Thanks for listening.